Welcome to the next installment of Beyond Distribution with GTDC Podcast. Today's guest is Adam Simon, who is a Global Managing Director and CFO for Context World. Context World is a leading market intelligence and analysis company focusing on the global technology industry. Adam is going to share his thoughts with our host, Frank Vitagliano, on the key trends and challenges facing the IT industry today, as well as forecasting analysis. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast, and please enjoy. Hello, everybody. Um, welcome to our ne- newest version of our GTDC podcast. I'm, I'm delighted uh, today to have with me uh, Adam Simon, the Global Managing Director and CFO at Context. And as many of you know, Context uh, has been a long-term partner uh, with GTDC. In fact, we've had a 15-year relationship um, and have, uh, you know, has been our uh, partner in the European market for market intelligence and, and, and analytics. So welcome, Adam. Great to have you. It's great to be here. Thank you very much, Frank, for inviting us to speak. Yeah. So before we get started, Adam, if you don't mind, tell me a little bit about yourself and certainly a little bit about Context uh, and what, what you guys do. Yeah, thanks very much. So um, I'm the Global Managing Director of Context. I've been with Context for 10 years. And um, before that, I worked in different industries. And Context is a market intelligence global company uh, with a, a big base in EMEA, but also in other parts of the world. We have 375 uh, employees and we collect data in 180 different countries. We have panels in 38 different countries. Good. So, you know, we were together, I guess, about a month ago in, uh, in Amsterdam at our uh, summit. And um, you provided an excellent assessment to, um, you know, our members uh, including the vendors and the folks that were there, on the pandemic's uh, effect on the IT industry and what you guys are seeing. Can you kind of give us an overview of, of that and, and, um, and the benefit of what, uh, what you're currently seeing? So the pandemic has had a really beneficial impact on the IT industry. Uh, we've seen growth since 2020, 7.8% growth in 2020. It was a huge year, uh, followed by 5.3% in 2021. And we're looking in 2022 at a flat year. Um, so when we say flat, it sounds disappointing, but it's against the context of huge growth that's taken place in the last couple of years in, in the channel, which has been really amazing and has been a reflection of the way that the channel reacted uh, during the pandemic. Uh, within a very short time, uh, channel players had found ways of getting product out to people who needed it. Um, and it has been really one of the industries that has kept the world going during this difficult time. Yeah, you know, it is it is kind of interesting, uh, Adam. I, I was having a discussion yesterday with somebody on the same topic, and they and they did the same thing. They talked about 2022. And but the real question really is how does it compare to pre-pandemic uh numbers, right? And so I'm assuming what what you're what you've said here is that even though this year appears flat. We're probably up over what 2019, I guess, would be the last 
sort of normal uh, view, right? Yeah, exactly. No, we are. We are. And I think that if you take something like mobile computing, it went up by 28% in the pandemic year um, and has been flat since then. Yeah. Um, and of course, everyone is now having more of a issues with landing in a more normal time when uh, demand has gone down a little bit. But it's against a background of huge, huge growth in that category, which is obviously a very important one in the in the channel. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so obviously you said, you know, you felt like 2022 would be flat. Um, what are some of the biggest challenges that, you know, you're seeing, particularly in Europe facing, you know, facing the, our companies? So I think that when we started off the year, the biggest challenge by far was the supply chain, uh, because there were shortages uh, affecting all different types of product. As we look now, the supply chain issues have changed. Uh, we have an excess of stock of certain lower value, commo more commodity items. We're still short of products in the networking area and other more complex areas where the supply chain hasn't yet caught up. Um, in terms of challenges, um, the, 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 the key challenge now is to keep confidence going uh, because there's um, the impact of the war there's the impact of the cost of living crisis, which have had a big impact on the economy at wide in terms of people's sentiment about the future. Um, and um, one of the great things about the uh, IT industry is that it has been completely uh, detached from the normal GDP um, results. So in a year, for example, in 2020, when uh, GDP went down across the world, uh, we had this huge growth of 7.8% in the IT channel. And so what, what I'm looking for in the second half of the year is for the creativity and the collaboration of the IT industry to really make the digital transformation happen, which is uh, the underlying demand still of the market and which is relatively free from the other concerns that people have with the market, uh, such as the, the ones I mentioned, the war and the cost of living. Yeah, you know, um, it, it was interesting, you know, Adam, and we all lived through it and experienced it and, and saw, you know, very quickly uh, after the initial, you know, sort of um, uh, reality that, you know, we were in for a pretty significant, um, a set of concerns with the pandemic itself and with the virus, et cetera. Um, but very quickly, uh, products in certain areas began to spike, and we saw that. And the good news is the distributors and the manufacturers were able to react well to that. Um, but what are you what are you seeing now in terms of you know some of the other areas besides the PC, you know, and the printer and the microphones and you know the the work from home kinds of things that that really spiked what about some of the other areas um what are you seeing there because i know for example in the enterprise space it appeared like there was a pretty significant slowdown um and has that start to come back and and what what are your thoughts there 
So just just before I get onto that, just to say, I don't believe the work from home revolution has really finished as yet. Mm. And there's still a lot more to, to do in that. So mm. for example, this week in the news, there was a really interesting item. The Dutch government are thinking of enshrining in law the right of certain people to work from home. Wow. So this is the type of change which, when once you've got it there, it means that this is no longer a discussion between an employee and his or her employer. It's something which is enshrined in law. So I think that there's still a long way to go in terms of the work from home. And this will definitely support the, the evolution of the IT industry in those classic categories that you're talking about. As far as other categories are concerned, um, the enterprise categories had a real slowdown during the pandemic year. They had a big catch up in 2021, led by categories such as large format displays, as people decided they needed to have all those um, uh, digital signage, which they hadn't done during the uh, pan pandemic period. It's been one of the star categories. So we've seen projects like that start off. But um, this year, so far, the performance of enterprise has been a little bit disappointing. We've had some exceptions. Italy has done very well. Sweden has done very well. But it's been a little bit disappointing. So I think there's two things going on. One is that um, there is a slower uptake of those new projects, still some supply chain issues from some of the big vendors. We know that there's still some uh, key elements that are missing. Um, and there is also a move to cloud and bypassing some of the hardware solutions, which have been you know, typically part of enterprise. The other area which we're seeing and we expect to be an absolutely fundamental part of the growth of the distribution market is software. And uh, its software grew at um, 9% in 2021. We're expecting it to grow at 10% in 2022. That type of growth on a year-on-year -year basis starts to mean that it takes a very, very significant part of the overall distribution market. So that's something else which we're expecting to happen. Distributors are having to fight for their share of that market because it's a tough market out there. There's plenty of opportunities to go direct. But of course, the distributor has the one advantage that he can bring together multi-vendor solutions in this new aggregator role, which we uh, understand is just so important for the distributors. So um, we see distributors growing their share and it's still 25% to 30% growth of cloud sales through distribution is the type of numbers which we're seeing. So yeah. overall, pretty pretty positive, I must say. Yeah, that and you're you're hitting on a really good point, and you're right. In fact, um, you know, we talked a little bit about it at our event in Amsterdam, and essentially, you know, you, we could use the term aggregator, we could use the term orchestrator, but clearly the the role of distribution is is definitely evolving um because it's not a linear set of uh go to market uh sort of um methodologies anymore it's it's changed dramatically um and the distributors are in the center of, of all that and and i'm assuming everything you're looking at indicates that that would continue 
or at least the importance of that is um, is is remains remains very significant. Is that is that the case with what you guys are looking at? Absolutely, we yeah. see that a role as being central, and they are this in this central position with their partners uh, acting as this go-between with the vendors, and uh, particularly in the SMB area, which is uh, such a really important part of the whole of uh, the channel and has been such a big growth area, uh, particularly in the last 18 months. Yeah, 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 that's good. That makes sense. So you touched a little bit, um, Adam, in your comments uh, uh, about, you know, sort of confidence and sentiment. Um, I know, you know, you guys have excellent relationships up and down the sort of the supply chain with vendors, with, with certainly with distributors and, and also resellers. And you talk to a lot of folks. What's the sentiment that you're hearing, particularly at the reseller level, because they tend to be closest, you know, to the end user. What's the, what's the sense that you're, you're getting for, you know, what, as to what's going on in, in Europe? So, so Frank, we do an annual survey of resellers and we do it at around about this time. And we've um, been doing this for many, many years. And um, so for us, we were very curious this year to see what the mood of resellers was. We did the survey between April and June, 2022. Uh, we normally get about 7,000 resellers who respond across Europe. So we have a very, very good sample of people who respond. The majority of the resellers who respond, at least 60%, are zero, one to 10 employees. So they are small and medium-sized resellers. Uh, we, we get other uh, resellers, of course, the corporate resellers who respond as well. Uh, but it is focused very much on the SMR channel. In 2019, 70% of the resellers said they thought that the next 12 months would be better. In 2020, the mood went right down and it was 40%. In 2021, it recovered. 67% said that the next 12 months would be uh, better than the previous. And so this year, we went into the survey not knowing quite which way the resellers would go. In almost every country, the resellers are more positive now than they were a year ago. So in France, it's gone from 53 to 58% in um, in uh, South Africa, 91% of resellers very positive about the next year. And overall, the, the headline number is just under 80% of resellers are positive about what is gonna happen next year. So with that information, um, it really does merit us trying to understand what is going on in the smaller, medium-sized reseller community. And I've discussed this a lot with Channel uh, partners, with distributors, with, with vendors. And um, what, what appears to be happening is that there is a huge backlog of need from the smallest businesses for digitalization services. Um, and that um, this is uh, uh, nothing short than a real revolution taking place in the very small businesses. Uh, of this country. So whereas digitalization would have started in medium and large-sized businesses way before the pandemic, 
this is not the case with the smaller medium-sized businesses, the, the small businesses particularly. So a survey was done by the EU in 2020, and they asked many, many small businesses in Europe uh, how important digitalization was. The figure that sticks in my mind, because it's like ancient history for us now, 67% of French small businesses saying it was not a priority to be able to sell online. Hmm. And that was a survey done in 2019. Uh, my guess is the percentage of French little businesses that would say that it's not a priority to go online would be 10 to 20% now. And uh, when you had IDC on in the previous podcast and they talked about the 95% digital first companies, um, you know, this is the type of huge revolution which is taking place in the market at the moment. So I think that um, from, from a distribution point of view, the question is how can they help these really small um, businesses to evolve? What can they do to really make it happen for those people supporting their small and medium-sized resellers. Uh, and that, that, to me, is a terrific opportunity uh, for the distribution market going forwards. Yeah, you know, those are amazing statistics. Um, and, and honestly, I think they, that kind of detail gets lost, you know, in the headlines, right? Because the headlines are how bad everything seems, right? Whether it's inflation, whether it's the war, um, mm -hmm. you know, um, and so I think you're right in terms of the, the digital transformation, which we've been talking about now for four or five years, um, isn't over. <laughs> and if anything, it's been accelerated by the, the pandemic and the need for um, you know, companies to be able to um, work effectively in the new environment. And to do that, you got to make the digital transformation. And so... That's really encouraging. I'm, I'm glad to hear that because I would not have guessed that at all. Um, just as an aside, you know, you guys have gone out on a limb, frankly, um, and do something that a lot of people don't do and hadn't done for a long time. And that's provide, you know, forecast, right? And, and you know, give a viewpoint on, hey, <laughs> this is what we think. And I think it's great because, you know, generally it's backed up really well with, your opinions opinions as to why and even if it's wrong you typically can go back and say well here's what happened that we didn't anticipate talk yeah. to me a little bit about your experiences with that because that's a that's really a, a, a very in my opinion very important to be able to do that um yeah so thanks frank yeah it is and we we, we started this process um in the last couple of years and so we do a forecast session every quarter looking at the next four quarters and we do a lot of consultation with the channel we bring together resellers vendors and distributors uh, to hear what they have to say about the way that things are trending um, and then using that our analyst capability and also the the history of the data which we've got uh, we project forward uh, we 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 feel that it's really important to hold ourselves accountable. So at the uh, end of each quarter, we say, here's where we are and here's where we said we were gonna be. So we have just done that this week on the second quarter. 
Uh, overall, the forecasting was very accurate. So we forecast 0.2% growth for the channel in Europe in Q2. And in fact, the result was 0.5%. So we were very, very close. Uh, when you look on a country-by-country -country basis, we, there are some overs and unders. So Germany was much worse than we thought. It came out 4.2% negative. We put it at 1.5% negative. We had an uh, opposite effect in Spain, which did a lot better than we thought. Um, so when you get to the country level, it's, um, it's definitely a challenge for us to look at how we can do this better but there are, you get these overs and unders. When you look at the mobile computing, which represents 20% of what goes through the channel, we were very, very close. And in fact, it was the last two weeks that provided um, the, a result very close to what we'd forecast. Um, and, and so we think that uh, we're in a unique position to be able to do this. Uh, because of the data and the place that we have in the market to be able to actually listen and then give people guidance. And um, people are very like exercised about things like um, the year end. How do we go about planning for the year end? So this is a help to people to get somebody who's doing a bottom up forecast. This is not a top down forecast. This is a bottom up forecast. Uh, which is which is based also on our knowledge of inventory um, and and trends as well. But yeah, yeah, definitely work in progress for us. Frank. We're working on it very closely with GTDC members. Very very yeah, closely. Yeah, no, I think it's great, and I think it's a I think it's a a, a very um, certainly needed in the marketplace. It's turned out to be extraordinarily popular. Um, you know your your um, uh, you know, I think you do them at least once a month and then you do quarterly uh, meetings. And of course we do a quarterly one together. Um, it, we get great attendance. And one of the things that people are very interested in is your guy's opinion on what's happening for the exact reason you mentioned, because you are talking about it from the viewpoint of resellers, vendors, and distributors which are the three stools of the <laughs> uh, three legs of the stool that, you know, matter in the IT go to market space, you know, um, what do you see in Adam in, in the, in, as it relates to, cause one of the things that happens all the time, I certainly experienced it at, on the vendor side is um, particularly in the, in the smaller uh, reseller area, we see fluctuations with companies getting started, companies going out of business, et cetera. What are you seeing overall in the reseller space in terms of, um, you, you know, the, that community? Are there new, a lot of new firms coming up? A lot of new firm, a lot of firms kind of going away. Is it fairly stable? What's the what, what's the trend, if you will? Yeah, so we do track this on a monthly basis, and um, at the moment in the Europe-wide market, we're looking at around about 9,000 new resellers per month. And that is master resellers uh, that we put into our reseller database. And so that is uh, creation of businesses that were not there before. Now, the vast majority of those are companies which are new into this market. Um, and um, 
they may not necessarily be new companies. They may have been around for a number of years and only recently purchased from uh, distribution because the, the basis of our measure of the 9,000 is who has bought from distribution in the last month. Mm. So for, for us, um, uh, in fact, we were discussing this very much at the GTDC with various members of the GTDC. Uh, for us, this is um, uh, a way of highlighting to distributors a big opportunity for them uh, because the ability to bring to the vendors the latest uh, resellers, those who are on the up, the ability to be knowing those people and bringing them into the family of distribution is a huge plus. Um, and so uh, what we're actually seeing is overall very stable numbers, number of resellers who buy each month from distributors, but a constant flow of companies in and out of the market. Yeah, that's, that's interesting because that, that's really important because what that means is you got to get to the next level to really understand what's going on and to add value. Um, and of course, you know, as you know, that's exactly what the, one of the main values that the distributors bring to the vendor community, right? Um, because if you look at it at the top, it sounds like what you're saying is the net number doesn't appear to be changed that much, yet if there's 9,000 new players coming in, then there's a whole lot of um, new relationships that are getting created or that need to be created and new opportunities for the vendor community that, uh, that they might not see just looking at it at the top. That's good. That's, I wasn't aware of that. That's a really interesting, uh, a really interesting data point. Um, good. So, well, we talked about obviously SMB and we talked about, you know, what's, what's happening there. Um, is there anything, you know, in, in terms of Europe in particular, is there anything that, uh, you know, major trends that, that you see? Like, for example, at one point, Adam, there was a, uh, the EU, I guess it was, had a very significant um, initiative in place uh, to drive, you know, the digital transformation. Is that still, you know, in place? Is it rolling out? Where, where is that standing? So uh, the EU voted a budget of 750 billion euros uh, back in 2020, uh, along with other budgets as well, but that's, they call this next gen EU. Yeah. Um, and it's very much focused on repairing the damage of the pandemic, but also looking to build for the future. And one of the key elements of that building for the future is digital. And um, there's been one initiative which has been very uh, powerful in this area, and that is in Spain, where the government has funded 12,000 euro digital kits for small businesses. Now, 50,000 small businesses have taken up the opportunity to purchase the digital kit. That is not hardware, it's software only. But it puts these uh, small businesses onto the road of digitalization and is going to um, increase the requirement for services and increase the requirement for hardware as well. 
So it's a it's a, an incredible way of priming the pump uh, to support the development of of uh, the IT industry, and um, Spain, Italy uh, are both big beneficiaries. Poland is going to be when it gets uh, certain of the political friction between itself and the and Brussels sorted out. Um, and so we will see that flowing through into a beneficial impact for, for the channel. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's really significant. And um, uh, I'm glad you shared that with us because, um, you know, I, I had known it was going on. I wasn't aware of all the details, um, but it's yeah. a really positive, really positive development and, and one that will obviously needs to continue. So that's great. So look, we're at sort of the top of the hour here in terms of the, our timing. Um, so in terms of closing thoughts, uh, what do you, you know, what would you, what would you tell us uh, that we should be thinking about here uh, moving forward? So I've just recovered from COVID. When you've got COVID and you've got a fever, you don't necessarily feel like really on top form. <laughs> and um I think that as we talk around the channel at the moment, there's a few people feeling a bit COVID-like, you know? Uh, it hasn't been a soft landing. There's quite a bit of um, uh, concern about the future in terms of uh, the demand, even some of the commercial demand, which that's been a big saying, it's all right, the consumer demand we know has gone down, but commercial is strong. I think my main message is for us to really to focus on the underlying trends. And what we're going through now is a short-term difficulty, absolutely. And I've heard people in the channel say they've never seen the, in a way the whole system under the stress that it's been under uh, for the, and it is under at the moment uh, because of you know getting inventory through the system and getting supplies and all those things like that. So, uh, but, but, but I think my main message is, my goodness, what an underlying change is going on in the IT industry and what a part distribution can play in that going forwards. And so everything that we do to collaborate, to bring together partners, vendors, distributors, to make this happen, just like happened during the pandemic, is really what I think is so important for us. So keep focus on all those opportunities that are out there and seeing how uh, we can bring uh, all the good of the IT industry to, to them in the future. Yeah, you know, that's really, that's really a cool message because at the end of the day, you're dealing in facts, you're dealing in data every day. And, and to the point of, you know, looking at and understanding the underlying uh, sort of information as opposed to just the headlines, uh, you know, which tend to be um, uh, at times, uh, you know, maybe maybe less objective than they need to be. Um, it's it's critical. So that's great. That's a great message. And Adam, you guys are doing a fabulous job uh, with your market intelligence uh, work, your data, you know, analytics work. And I know it's very valued by certainly the GTD same members in Europe. And I'm sure, you know, uh, it's the same with the vendors and the resellers. So we really appreciate what you do. This was a great set of information. I thank you and look forward to continue to working with you uh, going forward. 